Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Gatekeepers MMA podcast. It's been a little bit of a while since the last one, but we're coming back. We've missed about a month um, <laughs> for a few different reasons, scheduling reasons, but we're here and it's I'm here, Sam, and I'm here with Fabian. Hello. I'm here with Owen. Hello. And no eyes at this time. Uh, we don't know where he is, but the the coronavirus and talking of which if i sound a little bit snotty I, i've had the coronavirus last week i've been in heavy quarantine so that would be why my voice sounds a little little bit nasally so we've got a lot to talk about um and so we haven't got we've been away for a while we haven't got enough time to go for all the events but we'll talk about some of the key fights so we're starting off with back at the start of february uh two, ufc 247 uh jones fought reyes and i think we'll all agree it was a lot closer than we imagined and uh, Owen, what do you think of the fight? Who do you think won? Uh, uh, I'm going to say John Jones won. Um, going into the fight, I honestly thought this was going to be a walk in the park for John Jones. I obviously saw that Reyes had great boxing, for, especially for a light heavyweight. A, a lot of the guys are pretty sluggish, but Reyes has always looked fairly decent, especially against um, Chris Weidman. But going into that fight, I thought John Jones would utilise his wrestling way more. Um, I'm pretty surprised that he didn't, to be honest. But if you look round by round, I think the first two rounds, Reyes definitely did well. He was catching John Jones, um, surprising him with a lot of good shots. But I feel like as the rounds went in, John Jones started to get uh, Reyes' timing down. He was controlling the octagon way more as well. And he was just picking away at the legs more than anything. And people like to say Reyes' cardio let him down, but I think those leg kicks did play a massive factor. And I just think overall, John Jones just fought a good fight. I think if he wasn't such a dominant champion, then people wouldn't have really, I'm trying to think of the word, like speculated that it was a bad decision. I think people want to see John Jones lose at this point. So any close decision most people will lead towards Reyes. And it was the same with the Thiago Santos fight and Gustafsson. Well, I think at this point, it's just any excuse to try and find a way to make him look human. Uh, as I said, like he's he's been at the top for so long. And if there's any way to give it to the, other, the opponent, they'll always try and find a way. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity to say, I, I think people don't understand what the word robbery means anymore. Um, oh, for real. Everyone's saying Ray, Reyes got robbed, Reyes got robbed. It was a close fight. It could have gone either way. I think it's completely fair to say that Reyes won. I disagree. I think Jones won as well. And it, it also brings me back to the uh, sorry, the Marias Aldo fight uh, that ended up getting out of the title shot despite the loss, uh, where Aldo was robbed, as everyone said. Um, when it was a close fight, I think it could have gone either way. I, I think I gave it to Marias by a hair. Um, and... You know, if you can make, if you can justify and make the argument whilst knowing at least a little bit about MMA, it's not really a robbery. Another one that went against me, I thought DJ won against Ahudo. It wasn't a robbery. It was a close fight that didn't go the way I wanted. It's not a robbery. At the time, I did a crowd robbery because I'm a bitch. But <laughs> it really, like, people just seem to over-exaggerate everything in, in, in MMA these days. That everything, it's not, it's not like it was a Hendrix GSP. Um, it, it was a close fight that, that Jones edged or, or Reyes edged and um now actually today uh because today is the the, the fight day uh, the weigh-in day for Adesanya Romero and Dana White did announce today on Facebook live or Instagram live that um they are booking Jones versus Reyes too uh, so Fabian I want to ask you do you think that coming off Jan's uh 
good win. Do you think it's harsh to give it to uh, to give Reyes a rematch, or or do you think that given the you know uh, controversial nature of the uh, of the Jones win, it's fair enough? I think it's fair enough to be honest. I either give him the rematch or let Jones move up, maybe to be honest, because there's no real challengers left. So yeah. yeah. I think I'd give him the rematch too. I don't see a world in where Jan, um, I'm going to try and pronounce his last name. I don't see a world where Jan causes too much threat. I even think in that fight against Corey Anderson, he wasn't doing great. Excuse the uh, train going by. Uh, I don't think he was doing great against Anderson until he caught him with them that shot. And against someone like John Jones, that's just never going to happen. I think. Although John Jones was there to like hype it up, Reyes versus John Jones is always the fight to make. I would add that um, Dana White said it was just something he was interested in. The, he was just on the uh, Tony versus Khabib press conference talking about it, actually. And he did say he's just interested in it. Nothing's really... They've not spoke to each fighter yet, but I'd like to imagine that's a fight that's going to happen. And then... Maybe the DC versus Stipe trilogy, and then you see where you go from there about John Jones moving up. I just want to also add before we go on, I agree with everything you said, and before we go, also apologise for the uh, for getting it wrong with the confirmation thing. But it's a sad state of the light heavyweight division when Anderson versus Blackowitz two was uh, seen as a number one contender fight, seeing as both of them have losses on their records to Jimmy Manoa. Okay, so moving on, Felder versus wow. Hooker happens. Yeah, whatever. They're gonna give apparently they're gonna give Hooker Poirier, which is you know, a good fight. I can't see Poirier losing, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, that was another fight where people disagreed with the decision, and that one I really disagreed with. I thought Felder fought pretty well in that fight. Um, towards the, especially in the last round, I think he came out with full intentions of trying to finish the fight, and I think it's some judges gave it to Hooker. I could be wrong, but. That was a pretty crazy one to me, but that's just that round five, which was puzzling that Hooker got the nod on. Other than that, I think the scorecards were fairly justified for every other round. Well, I think you say about the, the robbery thing is that obviously that's also a close fight, but I think I'd be way less offended by someone calling yeah. that a robbery because so little people disagree. Like, almost everybody thought that the fight with the the victory was given the wrong way i think almost everyone thought that uh, felder won so i think that's a lot more of a robbery than than jones reyes was and uh and you as we established in the first episode with uh you're obviously a, a Cejudo super fan and um and he got stripped in the other day in the name of benavidez versus figueredo and the, the result was controversial uh to say the least and it's been rebooked. Uh, well, they're talking about rebooking it again. And uh, and talk to me about how that one uh, that one played out. I mean, well, it was just a big mess, wasn't it? Really, you had Figueredo missing weight, um, and then Benavides, who was the clear favourite to most, choked it. Well, that's a bit harsh. I don't. <laughs> he lost, and it's a fight he should have won ultimately. I think. I think the nerves got to him. He had this big opportunity in front of him. He didn't fight like himself. If you look at the way Benavidez fights, usually he's always so um, technically on point with the fundamentals in that fight against Figueredo. 
he just looked all off. Like even from the get go, when Figueredo had him in some pretty dangerous positions on the ground, and then he, I think he dropped in towards the end of the first round. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then you obviously had the second round where it was a brutal KO. I think going forward now, you have to hopefully they keep that division around because I'm a big fan of the 125 division. I do wish wish that Cejudo didn't get stripped, but I guess he was never going to fight back down there. But it's obvious to everyone. Um, Figueredo's probably the best fighter there, down there now, so... You just rebook him in the title fight against someone else and just hope that goes all right. Otherwise, they just get rid of the division, I guess. Isn't that, it's so annoying that he missed the, the weight there because they're probably going to have to have to give him a fight. I think they'll probably... Yeah, I don't know I don't know if they'll give him Benavidez again or, or whoever, but the fact that he's not officially, officially the champion, even though he obviously should be. And I was uh, thinking, just, just, a, uh, just a thought, the, there is no... Um, belt holder it's vacant it's a the vacant flyweight belt and i was thinking like with the exception of new divisions i can't remember the last time the belt was actually vacant seeing as they don't, like, they don't make belts vacant until they strip someone anymore like, i can't remember one for been for years yeah it's been a while i mean was dominic cruz's uh bantamweight a few years ago that was the last one i can think of you know yeah when yeah, cruz right. got stripped yeah, yeah. and then they had hen and Burrell fight for it i oh, was that oh, did he have an interim one I, I, yeah, I no, Henry Brown was in the room and they promoted him, so I don't even think that belt went vacant. Yeah, you're probably you're right. I the last time I know, definitely remember. Was that was like I know that for certain. Who do you think will get the next title shot at flyweight against Figueredo? Say that they don't go for Benavides. I can't say the uh, division is absolutely stacked right now. Um, I'm not sure, man. I really don't know. It's it's. It's I think pretty... I have my pick. Who would you go for? I'd say uh, Juicier Formiga. I mean, he's the last person to dominate. Well, it was a decision, but I think he looked very good against Figueredo. He's Figueredo's only loss. Um, so I think he just run that back. I know name-wise it's not very impressive, and he did get knocked out by Benavides, but on paper I think that makes the most sense. Or even... Brandon Moreno, honestly, or someone I like that. Pantoja went on like a on a bit of a run. I was like, he's definitely on the way to uh, to getting the belt. And then when he had that brutal loss to uh, Joseph Benavidez, and I was like, and I, th- I thought that was uh, kind of ended the uh, the momentum. But I don't know if you can give a guy a title shot of, of a loss. Uh, yeah, maybe he has to get one more. Unless your name's Jose Aldo. Okay. Or Yo Romero. Yeah, that's true. That's another one. That's happening. That's happening tomorrow. Uh, so nice segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good nice. to be here. Fight. So, oi! Late, int- late inclusion. We made way through. Okay, so Isaac's here. Yeah, just for like twenty minutes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Who do got- you have, Jones Reyes? Jones, what? Who do you have, Jones versus Reyes? Jones, obviously. Okay, that's all three of us then. Well, I say yeah, he's a fanboy. Clue. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Gotta respect the goat. Okay, the moving goat. on to the cards coming up tomorrow. Uh, UFC two four eight. It's uh, 
it's Adesanya versus Joel Romero. Adesanya was his first title defense. It was supposed to be originally Paulo Costa, uh, but he got injured. And it's a pretty, pretty stacked card. Um, well, top heavy, arguably, but uh, the top two fights are both excellent and a couple of good names on there, like Sean O'Malley's making his return. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll get into that. And I, we would, I would be starting with the Sean O'Malley fight, but you said that you had a fight that you were particularly interested in, Alvin. Yeah, it's the um, Mershout versus Deron Wynn fight. Deron Wynn, he's coming off a loss against Spicely in a fight of the night. If anyone saw that, um, I'd advise you to check it out. It was a great back and forth fight. I'm probably biased. I thought Wynn should have got uh, that decision, but ultimately, he's new to the sport. It's going to happen against a veteran like Spicely. But I think against Mershout, um, he can really implement his wrestling, which if you follow AKA, especially um, I Am The Bay on YouTube, you see a lot of his wrestling videos with DC. He's one of the Gilroy guys. He's just so good. Um, his wrestling is second to none, especially at middleweight right now. I think he struggles in the height department a lot. He's a pretty little guy. He's got short reach, but I, he's a tough matchup for anyone if you can get a hold of him. I think there's a, a clear um, decision to try and get him a win because, you know, I don't want to make any disrespect to any fighters, but um, Gerald Marshall is uh, a bit of a bum. Uh, <laughs> thing. He uh, he lost to Eric Anders, um, which, which basically says it all. And, uh, <laughs> and hey. yeah, so I think that they're, they're trying to... Uh, Salvage career because obviously he's a very uh, high potential uh, prospect, and um, I hope you know trying to get him back on track after that uh, quite devastating, uh, not devastating. Oh, that's a, that'd be too harsh, but uh, off that bad loss he, he's coming off. Yeah, and... it wasn't the craziest of losses. It was just a good fight against a veteran, really. I yeah. think over uh, over uh, excited tongue of mine, but we're going <laughs> on to the uh, we're going on to the headline of the prelims. Which is Sean O'Malley's making his return. Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley, making a return after his uh, suspension that he received. And uh, he's fighting Jose Alberto Quiones. So, uh, so while you're here, uh, how do you feel that's going to go, uh, Isaac? Um, I mean, I'm pretty biased, but I really think that it's going to be a relatively easy night for my boy Sean O'Malley. I mean, Quiones is for sure good, and I mean, I think. Being realistic, I think it's going to be pretty difficult for him. Uh, Kionis is really fast, and he definitely is like a step up in competition from Andre Soccer Mom and the other people that Sean O'Malley <laughs> no, fought. But, uh, but uh, I still think O'Malley gets it done. Most people have ring rust, but he has too much confidence, so I don't see that happening. And I think he's probably taken the past year and a half, two years to just better his game. And I think that we're going to see um, a better version of him, and he's going to walk away with a TKO victory. Yep, and uh, I think I think we can all agree. I would be surprised. I think all, all of us would uh, would pick Sean O'Malley in, in, uh, in that one. Yeah, um, for sure. So we'll, we'll move on to the uh, the main card, and I'll give Fabian a, a chance to speak. Uh, starting off the, uh, <laughs> the main card is uh, Alex Oliveira is uh, fighting Max Griffin, which, uh, which should be a good fight. And, uh, and how do you see that one going, Fabian? I think uh, Oliveira is going to win. Nice. Okay. 
any insight, Aaron? Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Alex Oliveira is going to win. Max Griffin, um, he has a way of winning certain fights where he, against these um, big punches, which is kind of confusing. Like, he always weathers the storm. Like, you look at the Mike Perry fight in particular, no one really gave him a shot in that one. But I think Cowboy Oliveira is just... He has most of his game than just being a big puncher. He can he can punch, of course, but he's got a solid ground game. Um, especially when he mount. I remember he, that fight against Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson turned it on against him, but early on in that fight, he was giving hey, Nelson a lot of problems. And I think he's a heavy hitter, and I think he might knock Griffin out, but. I could very well see a decision as well because Griffin really can weather storms. This is really, really a um, a big night, a make or break night for uh, Alex Oliveira because uh, obviously he's coming off those three losses to uh, to Nelson, Perry, and uh, Dalby, and um, you got to think that he's in a bad, very bad situation. If he uh, if he doesn't win this, and you know they could have given him a lot easier fight coming on a off a two uh, three fight losing streak, but um, yes. Max Griffin is a, is a, a real competitor, and uh, it'd be stupid to uh, pretend that it's not going to be a close one. Yeah. And sorry. Oh, okay. That, well, have you had any more thoughts to go? I was going to be on to the next fight. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, just to um, just to talk about Max Griffin. He he really is game and I think he will take it to Oliveira but the problem is with him he never does enough to actually he, he'll fight to stay in the fight but he never really looks for that you know win he he never looks to just put it on his opponents he's he kind of seems like he's always there just to weather the storm and fight an okay fight and sometimes he has a um, he can make his opponents look bad and make a boring fight of out of it, but I think this time I think Oliveira is going to get back on track. Hopefully, for him, it's worth mentioning, uh, as you said, you make it a boring fight. Six of Max Griffin's eight uh, UFC fights have been uh, have ended by decision, uh, going both against him and uh, for him, and yeah. uh, all of the last six. So yeah, he really can make a slugfest out of it. And uh, next, we're going to go on to uh, to Neil Magny is uh, is up against. Is up against um, Li Jinglang. Neil um, Magny trying to bounce back after that loss at uh, UFC Argentina against Santiago Ponzinibbio, and uh, and Li Jinglang, who's uh, looking better and better. He's uh, got some very very good win over uh, Zaleski dos Santos uh, last time out, and uh, and Isaac, uh, how do you see uh, this matchup playing out? Uh... Wait, I'm going to have to go in a second, so I'm just going to give all my picks really quick. Now I'm not yes. going to get into depth. I'm just going to give you guys names and methods. <laughs> okay. We're going to go. We got O'Malley, knockout. We got Oliveira, submission. We got Magni, um, decision. We have, uh, who's next? Dracar Close? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's winning that fight by knockout. But Neil Daryush is an old man. He's going to get knocked out. Um, crazy. After, who's after that? <laughs> Uh, Wiley. Oh, yeah. She's going to... Joanna's getting knocked out in the first round of that fight. Like, I say within Ooh, the that's... first, like, the first, like, three minutes. And then um, Adesanya is going to TKO Romero in round four. Lovely. Well, there were some horrible picks. You better get out of there. 
quick. We'll see, but it's nice to uh, quickly hop in here, guys. <laughs> we'll see you on the uh, on the recap. Yeah, yeah we'll, I'll be there, full quality and everything. Talking about Jang's <laughs> impressive uh, first defense of her title. Exactly. All right, so guys. You... See you around. Okay, so, so Fabian, have you got any thoughts on Neil Magny versus Li Jinglang versus? Except for I think Magny's gonna win. <laughs> uh, well, how do you know like who I'm gonna pick? I don't know. I just know. Last time you, last time you analysis, wow. high quality MMA analysis was fired on Gatekeepers MMA. Uh, oh, I think was it? I think Oliveira is gonna win. Short and win sweet. Short and sweet. And I got it right. <laughs> yeah. How did you know? So I'm actually gonna uh, go with um, Lee because I don't know. I think his his win against um, the other guy. I don't know his name. Uh, <laughs> And Magni got badly knocked out. I actually watched that fight, so yeah, gonna go with that. <laughs> the one MMA fight you watch for like two months it happened to be Magni went to contact. Yeah, <laughs> that was brutal. It was brutal. You're right. Well, I like to say I also have uh, Lee winning. I think uh, I think he he pulls up. I don't know actually. I don't know if he will be. I've got a feeling he'll. I don't know if he will be the underdog on this one, but um. Yeah, I think he'll pull it off. I think uh, Magni um, is not as good as maybe the rankings might uh, show, or maybe he's not as uh, good as his has as good as his name maybe. Because at the end of the day, like his last few wins have been against like Carlos Condit and like Hector Lombard. Like it, it's all been names that are way past it. And um, I think every time he's had a, a real competition, you know, RDA, Pontinibio, uh, Maya, he's uh, he's been showing up to be you know quite average and this and Lee you know, I can't say that I've seen a lot of his fights I saw his last two uh, they both carries in both of them and he looks energetic uh, and, and he can finish a fight and um, I think Magni will be uh, I think Magni's going to get finished my, my prediction will be I think uh, Lee in the second round TKO and, and Owen um, I think going into this fight Magni really needs to um, put on a great performance here or especially after that Ponzinibbio beatdown which could have been stopped way earlier i can't believe that actually i think it was fourth round it went to mm-hmm. um where he's just getting beaten badly for the entire fight pretty much i think jing liang uh, he's he's a wiry fighter he um he's aggressive which is always fun from a fan's perspective and neil magny does tend to um he doesn't really do great against people like that people that can get in his face and you know just back him up he seems to, especially with the long limbs, um, if if you're fighting someone that's going to get aggressive and get in your face, those long limbs and the reach is pretty much useless. So I, I'm struggling who to, with who to pick on this one because even though Magni, like you said, he has only beat people like Carlos Condit and Johnny Hendricks, he has fought the best of the best. He's fought... RDA, I granted he lost some of these fights, but Conde he's fought Gastelum and somehow got that decision, but yes. he's he's <laughs> fought Lorenz Larkin. He's he's game and I think I think he could make a real fight out of this and especially with his grappling if he can get that going. But ultimately I think I'm gonna go for a Lee Jingliang um third round KO, I think so. We're all picking against Magni. That's a uh, that's, that's big big scene. 
Okay, so moving on to Benel Dariush is up against uh, Drakkar Closer, and um, no, it's pronounced right, yeah, like uh, yeah, like Miroslav, and uh, <laughs> and I uh, and it's going to be the fight of the year. Uh, Drakkar Closer is uh, my. I'm going to start off my prediction. I think Drakkar Closer is going to absolutely bore fest to a uh, to a season. Uh, I think that realistically. Darius isn't going to be able to. Uh, I think in, uh, I think Closer will uh, dominate the fight in every in every aspect. I think he'll be able to dominate him up against the uh, the fence, and so I don't think uh, Darius should be able to get uh, pop off any of his uh, you know very good submissions or anything. And uh, and I think that uh, I can see Darius Closer uh, maybe pulling off a th- uh, thirty twenty seven. Uh, Fabian, no, I think uh, Darius is going to win this. Um... He has a couple of solid wins, and I uh, think he just has more experience. And I also think that Drakkar is like, I. it's either going to be a decision, uh, then it's going to go to Drakkar, but I don't think it will. So, yeah, maybe I'm going to go with a submission for Benil, but yeah, it's not a fight I'm looking forward to at all. <laughs> It's gonna be the worst. My my, this is my uh, double down, hundred percent prediction. That, that will be the worst, most boring fight of the night. Yeah, true. Because Drakkar, like, he's the most boring fighter ever. He yeah, he's, only he's, has he's for, decisions. For yeah. How what what absolute casuals we are. And uh, Owen, who do you think is gonna win now? Uh, I'm gonna go for Drakkar close. I don't hate his style of fighting. I mean. I guess it's kind of boring. He's just grinding you, but there's something to it. It's working for him. His only loss was against David Tamor, and that was it. That was a fight he could have won. Like he didn't do extremely bad in that fight. Um, he's he beat Matt Diacase as well. I think that should have been the more convincing one rather than the split decision. That was pretty confusing to me. I think Drakkar Close is probably gonna just grind this out and hopefully he gets a knockout because these decisions are starting to rack up and obviously for people like us you want to see fighters finish fights as well especially against as the competition gets a bit better like you'd like to see him improve as well as the competition and hopefully get some knockouts but I see him just decisioning Benil Dariush Benil Dariush has he's not been great as of late like, he, he was doing okay, and then Edson Barbosa just sent him into another dimension. And then ever since then, it's kind of been like a downward spiral. I'm not sh- Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to really be able to get anything off, especially with Drakkar Close's smothering pressure. I think it's um, going to be a one-sided fight for Drakkar Close. I mean, Derek has looked good recently as well, and uh, but then also Close has... And I was going to add a disclaimer in that... Um... I'm not. I don't think that uh, being a boring fighter is particularly an insult, because there's an argument to make that basically a lot of the, the best fighters of all time are all been criticised a lot in the in the past. Um, well, for being boring, especially for. But um, oh yeah, I guess that, that was a yeah yeah exactly, and um, I think there's an argument to make that uh, that grinding out some some wrestling heavy victories is one of the is probably the most effective way in winning an MMA fight uh, in, in in the top top level UFC. And I'm waffling on. So, I'll go on to the Sorry. main two. Can I add something? No. Just real quick. Okay, thanks. So, the Benil Dariush, when I said he wasn't doing great, 
as of late. And I am referring to when he lost against Barbosa and Hernandez, and obviously he fought Evan Dunham as well. Like How Evan Dunham. To Evan Dunham. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then you look at who's he fought? Frank Camacho. He's fought nobody's. The last good fighter that he fought was Alexander Hernandez. I'm not convinced by these uh, last three fights whatsoever. No, I have to agree. And we're moving on to the big two. Um, we've got two um, two champions both uh, about to put off their, well, attempt to put off their first uh, title defences. Um, Zhang Weili up against uh, former under, well, former, how many title defences do you have? An awful lot of your title defences. Uh, <laughs> Joanna Champion and Israel Asanya up against uh, the arguably scariest human being to ever touch the UFC, Yoel Romero. And, uh, and we'll start off with uh, Zhang versus Joanna. And Fabian, how do you see that one going? Uh, i got to go with Joanna here. She, uh, she did look good against uh, Watterson. Uh, obviously, she lost against Valentina and twice against Rose, but yeah, I just think her striking is better. You know, like I think it's better than what Whaley can offer. So I don't know. I, I think I think it's going to be a close fight, but Joanna, uh, if she can stay in there, I think she can grind out a decision. I don't think it's going to be a knockout for anybody. So yeah. See, uh, I, uh, I've i got to go for Zhang. Uh, I think Zhang will pull off a, a decision victory here. But I, I don't think too similar to you. I don't think um, either of them will be able to finish each other. I think it'll be a very close fight. I think uh, it's going to be a lot of work uh, in the clinch. Um, and I think it's going to be quite similar to, to Zhang's victory over like uh, Atish Torres, where she just uh, did what she had to and uh, and made it through the uh, the 15 minutes. And I think it's going to be kind of another controlled... Uh, I guess you could say champion-like performance from uh, from Zhang. That's what, what I think. Um, it seems that um, I don't know if if, uh, if you two agree, but it seems like being over social media the last couple of weeks, uh, an awful lot of people are uh, completely counting out Zhang, um, like it's a, a foregone conclusion. But um, I think she's she's uh, she's proven uh, in her in her run to the title that she uh, can. She's one of the the best in the. Uh, in the women's divisions, and uh, and I know that I'm building this up to ask Owen who's going to go off on how dominantly he thinks Joanna's going to win. Yeah, I think Joanna's just going to dominate this. I think she's going to finish her. Um, probably round four, round five. I think it's... I just don't see any way. Whereas, obviously, she everyone has a puncher's chance. She knocks out Andrade. But I think Joanna's just so... Her striking is... These these are straw weight levels. These rows and her, and everyone else is just so far beneath her, in my opinion. In terms of striking, now you've got Tatiana Suarez, who I think is better than both of them. But in terms of striking, they're the best two, and I think Joanna's she's got this um, Muay Thai experience. She's fought every everyone straw weight has to offer, and I think people actually. They don't give her enough credit for that second fight versus Rose. The adjustment she made from the first one to the second one. Granted, she's still lost. That was a very close decision. Um, Joanna, she's always been dominant. She, she's got great leg kicks. She has, 
she's amazing inside the clinch as well. And I see a lot of people saying Zhang can get it done in the clinch. I think they forget how good Joanna's uh, Muay Thai clinches are. I guess you see her against, you see her lose a few fights and everyone forgets who she really is. Um, Zhang hasn't done, besides that Andrade win, she's not impressed me that much. She's beat, like, I think she was it Danielle Taylor, um, Tisha Torres. I think that was before Andrade. They're okay wins, I guess. But the Tisha Torres one, if, you, if you're looking at a contender, you'd like to see a more dominating victory, especially. I think Ioana's going to be able to put pace on her that she's never seen before and then drag her into the later rounds and just finish her. But I hope I'm wrong. I really, I want Zhang to win this. I like her personality and I like it. I like fresh faces as a champion. So I'm rooting for her, but realistically, I don't see it happening. Uh, with, oh, I'll say the same point for, um, for Adesanya, but um, I think with uh, Zhang, it's like, there's, it's, it's so hard to uh, predict the outcomes of uh, fighters that are unbeaten. Because unless they've been like robbed, unless they're like really been lucky to get some decisions in there, it's almost like we don't know how well how good she can be. Yeah, um, she's, she's never been you know at the point where she's about to lose. Uh, same with, with Alessandra. It's like you're almost betting. I'm almost betting on how good I think Zhang can be, and you're almost betting on how good you think Zhang will be um, yourself. Uh, I think I've had enough evidence in me to think she should do it. And I will add that I haven't seen the fight in a while, but I don't remember the Rose. Joanna's um, second fight being particularly close. Oh, I've. It was for sure competitive, especially compared to the first. A lot. It was definitely Rose's uh, victory, but if you watch it back, me personally, I think Joanna did a pretty good job in that fight, considering how great Rose is. Clearly, I um, and also as we said prior to the uh, to the recording. Uh, I think both of us agree that I we both have uh, Rose. I think uh, Rose probably beats both of these, and uh, and therefore I don't think it necessarily matters in that long term who wins this fight because I think both of them would uh, will lose when Rose gets a uh, a few wins back. Same with Tatiana, in my opinion as well. Okay, so have you got any more comments to add on that one, Fabian? No. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. Anyway. <laughs> On to the main event. We have Israel Adesanya coming up against Yoel Romero, uh, the the man with who's also got a tar shot off uh, two two losses, and oh. uh, <laughs> which really annoys me. But uh, I guess there's no one else to give it to, Canon uh, maybe. And how do you think that Israel is going to do a deal with his first uh, title defense? How do you think he's going to step up to the challenge? With the uh, with the belt round is uh, waist, Owen. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue at all. He's fought in kickboxing multiple times as a champion. Um, I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a champion in kickboxing. He had so many fights, and um, he always lived up to the occasion in that. And then he came over to the UFC. He had massive target on his back, being this kickboxing. Um, master really he was great at it so all these guys they want to just stick him to the mat instantly and if you look at his takedowns statistically I don't know the exact uh, numbers but 
I'm pretty sure as the fights have gone up, his takedown defense has also improved the higher his competition um, got. So he started off, obviously, with his debut against some bum from, I think the guy was from New Zealand. I've completely forgot his name. Sorry about that uh, to whoever you are. Uh, my expert knowledge and not Wikipedia tells me that it was Rob Wilkinson. Yeah, Rob Wilkinson. And Rob Wilkinson, early on in that fight, was getting up in Adesanya's face. He was trying to push um, push the pace a bit. And then ultimately Adesanya got used to fighting in the octagon and picked him apart. Then after that, he fought, was it, he fought the Italian. Mario. Yeah, that's it. He fought Vittori. He, some people think he lost that fight, which was just ridiculous to me that people would really think he lost against him. His takedown defense improved against him. Then it was Brad Tavares and so on. You see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's he'd fought Rob Wilkins. Oh, fucking hell, Rob Whitaker. Sorry, in his in Australia or New Zealand, whichever it was. That was a big that was a big fight for both of them, especially obviously where they're from geographically. Mm-hmm. So, and he lived up to that occasion with ease, and I don't really see, I don't really see nerves getting to him. I don't think he's one of those guys. He's shown he can um, weather storms, especially against Gastelum. He picked apart Whitaker, and I see him doing the same to Yo Romero. I think Yo's Yo's explosive. He he's deceptive as well with his cardio, especially like. He, he won't throw anything for four minutes um, in a round. But then for one minute, he'll just, you know, um, put his foot to the gas and just go for it. And it'll be interesting to see how Adesanya deals with that. But I think Adesanya's just that, um, that skilled of a striker. I don't really see him having much problems. And then on the wrestling side, Yol's wrestling style, obviously he was Olympian. And he was known for, um, he'd always win by like a couple of points in wrestling. You didn't see many blowout um, blowouts for him. He was always just do what he had to do to win and he'd do it. Yol, he, um, his wrestling style in MMA doesn't correlate as well as someone like DC's does because of just the style of it. He He's very explosive, but he, can't, he never really keeps guys down to the mat if you've noticed like, Whitaker was popping up over and over against him. And eventually that drains Yol, his cardio especially. So I just see Adesanya picking him apart and finishing him late on. Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll quickly say for mine. So, oh, so what, what, what round are you going for? TKO in what round? I'd probably say third onwards, probably the fourth, if that's a pick. Yeah, okay, so I'm picking the same way. I think uh, I'm going for uh, Idris Alessania by TK. I think I'm going to go for the fourth round. And uh, and for me, I think all the things that uh, that Owen said, uh, I think the main thing is uh, it's all about Israel's range, keeping him away from uh, from from wrestling exchanges with Will, which obviously, as he said, his take down is getting better and better and better. But... You know, he doesn't want to be held up against the uh, the cage by UL, in, especially in the early rounds. And also stopping uh, UL from, from uh, eyeing up a, a knockout punch. If he can just keep his distance, sh- uh, shoot off some leg kicks, I think uh, that he can just dominate the fight and just 
kind of work its way through until the point where uh, Ewell inevitably gasses out later on. And uh, and I think that it will be a, a proper a, a dominant performance. I also agree that uh, I don't think he's going to have a problem at all with uh, the bright lights. And I don't think that uh, he's going to have any uh, pressure pressure issues. I think he said he's a, he was... Uh, I don't think he was ever a champion in kickboxing. I think he, he lost the championship in... He might have won a uh, tournament or two, but he lost the championship okay. uh, in, the, in the vacant fight. But... Um, I think that yeah, that, that it's just uh, and and argue, you know I don't think enough people say it, but there was that close fight that I don't I also picked for um, for Rob, but I think Joel uh, is a lot more human than a lot of people seem to make out. I think the the physical stature and and the uh, and and the kind of cold nature and and the brutal chaos make me people think that he's this um, more of a beast. Uh, more uh, invincible than than he really is. I think there is ways to get you well, and that was, that was shown by by uh, Bobby Knuckles and uh, and Costa. Or however, you, however you uh, thought that fight went, um, and I think it's going to be more of the same. I think uh, this is going to be the first in a long line of uh, defenses for uh, for Israel Adesanya, and uh, and we're going, moving on to uh, to Fabian. Uh, how do you see this uh, this fight playing out? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a late knockout for Adesanya as well, even though Romero is a really tough guy. I, I think he's got knock, knocked out once in his career. Um, I, in his last fight, I didn't see that much of this explosiveness that he always shows. So I don't think he's going to find an opening with Izzy, obviously because he's a really good kickboxer and he's, he's a better striker anyway. So... Um, I also don't think he's he's able to take Izzy down for too long because he's got really quality takedown defense. And uh, yeah, I just his last performance against Costa was really a, a grinding match. So um, he didn't show much explosiveness. He didn't show many, yeah, like what he did against Rockhold, for example, like where he just explodes and um, just tries to push you against the cage and tease off on you. He didn't do that against uh, Costa too much. I, th- I think he did it once. And uh, Izzy is obviously good at dealing with, with, the, uh, with, the, with the pressure and he's got great footwork. So, yeah, I, th- I think he's just going to walk around Romero uh, the, yeah. whole, uh, the whole, whole fight. So um, I'm, obvious, I'm, I'm really uh, interested to see if Romero's even going to like try to take him down um, because he, you don't often see his uh, takedowns. I did he even try to take down Romero uh, Costa once? Don't think he did. Yeah, he didn't use it. It's kind of it's kind of weird that he doesn't use it. To be honest, um, yeah. I guess I, I think it's a cardio issue personally. Yes, cardio is definitely not that not that great. So I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be either him like running at Izzy and trying to tee off on him, trying to pin him to the cage. And then the other, like, 90% of the fight is just going to be him pinned against the cage and he's just going to get, like, fucked up by Izzy. So, yeah, that's that's how I see that fight going. So I'm thinking, like, fourth round, TKO. Maybe it could, could be a decision as well, but I think he's going to deal enough damage to, like, TKO, TKO Romero. What I would like to add um, going into this fight as well, I think a lot of people are overlooking the size difference. Obviously, Romero's weight-wise, is a, a lot bigger. But 
you don't in MMA you don't see it as much these strikers um that are able to use their length and reach you see like John Jones um Adesanya obviously a few other exceptions but mostly a lot of these tall guys like James Vick you know that just for one Neil Magny they crack like under the pressure and Adesanya is one of those guys he's got length he's got great footwork and he can use that reach which is so vital in a fight against someone like Yo Romero, who's small compared to Adesanya. He's got he's not got a big reach, so tries I to think, close the gap as well. So yeah, if he try. yeah he'll try and close the gap and probably just get Adesanya will probably hopefully circle off and just keep him on the end of his jabs until he steps in, kind of like he did with Whitaker. I remember Whitaker; he kept trying to blitz against. Adesanya and he was just coming in getting countered and inevitably he got knocked out because he kept doing that could be a similar thing here I think it's a bit of a trope it's a bit of a, a, a cliche and you can say it's about a lot of people but I think Adesanya I think is one of those people where it's been the most obvious that every fight is improving so so much each time and every single time I, like for a long time I kept thinking I think maybe today maybe it's a little bit too far maybe you know Gustafson's a little bit too far maybe Bobby Knuckles a little bit too far. But every single fight he seemed to add something else to his arsenal. The only time where I've been, he hasn't really... I thought Anderson Silva was a little bit... Took his foot off the pedal a little bit there. Uh, maybe the, the, uh, the occasion was... was uh, that was a weird one. He I... never really seemed to, to, to get into uh, his fifth gear, really. But um, Adesanya, I just, I'm just saying... I'm just, I basically can't wait to see him fight because it's just every single time I, I'm, I'm shocked again just to how good he is, really. Yeah. In such a basic casual terms. I don't want to count Romero out too much because he obviously does have that power. So if Romero does knock him out, the I won't be too surprised. Like I, I'll be like, oh, you know, there's always a possibility that your Romero can knock anybody out. So the thing he is, has like, got to be careful. If like in the Gaslam uh, Izzy fight, Izzy got wobbled a couple of times, I think, and then Gaslam just made a stupid decision and tried to grapple with him. Oh, uh, and pin him to the cage, but I think it, if there's something something like this is gonna happen with Romero, like he's just gonna jump on him and like finish him with everything he's everything he has because he does that to everybody. He tries to yeah. do that to everybody. So yeah, it's uh, I gotta agree with Owen here. I I think it's there's definitely a possibility for Romero to win this fight. And I mean, uh, yeah. you never count out a power puncher in that you know even even in the um... More so in in the first fight, but even in the uh, in the Wilder fight uh, that happened the, the other day, uh, is that even it took a long time. He was getting battered for round after round. I still thought, you know, if he just drops that, you know, he could still <laughs> he could still pull something off. And obviously, eventually, like kind of last last two rounds, like okay, he's he's dead here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I also thought like Wilder had a. I I thought Wilder going into the rematch. I I definitely thought he's gonna win this because. I I did I didn't think Fury was gonna come out trying to knock him out as well. Even though he said that, I thought he was just trash talking or something. But I really thought Fury's gonna try to dance around the ring again the whole time and uh, just try to stay away from Wilder's right hand, which obvi obviously didn't work out. I think it it worked out well, but he still got caught twice. And I think if that would have happened in the second fight, I think there. Fury would have probably, uh, Wilder would have probably just been uh, way better at trying to finish him because yeah. at the, in the first fight he was he was also gassed out. So 
yeah, I think I was going into this uh, rematch thinking Wilder was was going to win it because like it's it's easier for 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 him to like land a right hand than for Fury to just dance around him the whole time. I think it's maybe the same to that um, Romero Adesanya fight in that regard. So, so we've done all our picks. Obviously, this is an MMA podcast, but uh, we're all uh, interested in boxing at least a little bit. And uh, and I'll just quickly go on to small tangent uh, and, and talk about that in the. Um, then you agree, they're like, come on, mate. He's activating the rematch clause there. Uh, Wilder's activating the third fight. Obviously, I know it's good for uh, for the bank, but come on now. Like, you've got to be kidding me <laughs> after that. Like, there's no way he, he, like, what was he thinking? I guess you never make it to the top without thinking you're going to win every fight, but. I mean, for Fury, he's easy money. I'm so happy for him. Um, he's a hometown guy of, um, for me, he. That's not tr- true. You're not from Morecambe. You're from Manchester. <laughs> from Morecambe, he's from Withinshaw. Uh, he used to train at this gym called Jimmy Egan. So the whole town where I live is pretty buzzing about Fury. So hopefully he gets that rematch, makes some bank, and wins again. Yep. Yep. I just um, I don't know. I I think he Wilder should have maybe like taken a couple other. F- a couple of other fights like Ego. before he tried, yeah just i think like if you lose your first fight then just jumping into the rematch right away is just stupid i think there's there's some occasion where where it worked occasions where it worked out but uh like with wild i just he got like knocked out so badly and i don't know like he got dominated so i think he j- should have just like taken another couple of fights work his way up let fury fight joshua and then maybe fight the winner which definitely could have happened but yeah like now i i don't see a point in that fight and i think it's just a waste of time to be honest because i really want to see joshua versus fury <laughs> i think they must feel like idiots uh to not make the uh the wilder aj fight now because you could have sold that and it would have been a massive deal and it seems like the best in the world when really it's fury like you now wilder, they... wilder or fury versus joshua sorry you said, I mean, while... you said wilder versus joshua yes wilder versus joshua yeah, back in. I, I think if they made Wilder, ah, you made it. Yeah, yeah, okay. They could have I, been okay. a big deal. Now it's, it's going to be the person who's second best in the world after Fury. Yeah. I think even the casuals that were like, you know, only paid attention when AJ fought. Um, but I can't claim that I'm not a little bit like because I'm not. I'm no boxing uh, genius. But um, but then the, it's, it's almost a bit like uh, Colby Woodley in that like if they made Colby Woodley, it would be a really big deal. Now they've both been like on bad yeah. hands and things that no one cares about that. All the beef they had before that doesn't matter now. Is it, Although, is it, yeah, in MMA, this is why I prefer MMA to boxing. So, in MMA, a fighter can lose fights. They can, you know, no one's got a perfect record. There's so many more ways to lose in MMA than boxing. Obviously, we have the exceptions: Khabib and John Jones. I'm, I'm not counting that. Matt Hamill hey, was. Yeah. Oh, I've, I was talking about the fighters that are undefeated, but you have Nate Diaz as well. He's like lost so many fights, and people love to watch that guy. So, yeah, he if, has a pretty weird and big fan base. That's, yeah, yeah. You even see well with this Romero fight. He's got coming off losses. You've got Aldo coming off losses, going into title fights. The yeah, MMA. Even no one wants to see that though. No one's enjoying that. Cejudo is going to enjoy it. And I'm probably going to enjoy it when it happens, when I see Triple C take over yet again. But That famous picture of, like, of uh, Connor like, staring at like, Aldo through the uh, cage. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be, um, it's going to be Petty Yan 
staring, staring <laughs> down. TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> yeah. TJ Dillashaw is just staring outside the cage with with some PEDs in his hand or something. Okay, before really we wrap this up, I'm going to. I'm just going to say uh, I'm going to write down. I'm going to have to re-listen to this bullshit and write down who uh, who picked who. Uh, for each fight on this card, that uh, we did the main card, not not the prelim fights, but all the main card fights, and you know, be one point for right fighter, one point for round, one point for 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 method. And before we go, I want all three of us, and I'm also going to get Isaac to do it, to uh, lock up a pick. So you're... Isaac did it. You just have to go through and find yeah, it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying I need to ask you. I want you to all lock up a pick. Who do you think is definitely, definitely going to do what you said they are, and you'll get a double for uh, for that, and you'll lose if they get it wrong. Okay, sure. Do you want me to so, go first? Yeah, I will go first. Okay, so I've got Duron win by... No, we're not. We're just here for the main card. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, the main card starts with Max Griffin Oliveira, right? Yeah. So I've got... I'm going to say Oliveira... I'm still stuck between third round KO or decision. I'm going to say Oliveira... Hmm, I'm going to say Oliveira decision. I'm going to go for... Lee Jing Liang, third round knockout. Drakkar close decision. Joanna round round four knockout. And Izzy round three knockout. And and who are you locking up? Who's your certain of you're definitely getting that was definitely right? In terms of the round or just everything? So, what yeah, everything. Uh probably the Joanna fight. I'm going to say. Okay, so you're locking that one up. And yeah. we've already got your predictions, uh, Fabian, but who are you locking up? What fight are you so 100% certain you're going to get your prediction right? Yeah, also the Joanna fight. I, I was thinking about maybe picking the Izzy fight, uh, but I don't know. I just can't uh, count out um, Romero there because yeah. there's always a chance that he knocks you out. And uh, I think I'm, I'm more certain that Joanna's going to find her way and knock out Zhang. So... Okay, yeah, I'm just going to finish up. Uh, I am locking down Israel Asanya to beat Yo Romero in the fourth round of Iron Knockout. CK. CK. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's everything for hopefully uh, this week. Uh, hopefully we don't go uh, silent for another month and a half like we did last time. We shouldn't. We, we shouldn't. Should. We probably shouldn't. We haven't really got lives. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this episode of the Gatekeepers MMA podcast. This has been me, Sam Houston. You can find me on my new professional account, uh, Sam Houston Media. Uh, you can find Owen at uh, OLSMCR on Twitter. You can find Fabian at, what's your at these days? Fabian uh, NV3. So two Ns, then V3 at the end. So and you can find you. Isaac on uh, Glock Jaws uh, with a Z on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone's... <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. Bye. See ya.